Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Jake Spencer, and here with me is my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. What up? And this week, we watched Parasite, the Korean film that did really well at all the award shows. And uh, it is about a family, a very poor family, who schemed to become employed by a wealthy family and then just eventually get everybody jobs there. And then it starts to get real interesting. And it's starring, and apologies, I or it's directed by Bong Joon-ho, and I'm going to butcher all of these names. And it stars Song Kang-ho, Lee Sun-kyun, Cho Yo-jung, Choi Woo-sik, Park So-dam, Jang Hai-jin, and Lee Jung-yun. Okay, those are probably all butchered, and I apologize. I did my best. You did way better than I would have. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this movie was actually pretty crazy. Like I, this is probably the movie that made me a little bit more interested in like watching something like Midsummer because I generally don't watch kind of creepy and scarier movies or whatever. And this was kind of like, I watched this before COVID last year, so I was able to, and I I was able to process a lot of the stuff and all that. So it's just Spooky. I I liked it and. I'm f- used to watching stuff with subtitles, so if that's a deal breaker for you, then maybe this isn't a movie for anybody. But it's something I've I kind of grew up doing, like you know, watching, you know, some of my favorite TV shows from Japan. Don't have English dubs, so I have to watch it with the subtitles, obviously. Hentai, uh, not hentai, but um. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was my story with the movie. I watched it last year and kind of occasionally pops into my head, especially the scene that you tweeted about. Occasionally I'll think of that at nighttime. I'm just like, shit, I can't sleep. <laughs> Why don't you tell people what you tweeted? Uh, oh, let me go back and or, get it. Or should I tweet it? Because it's a picture of the guy living in the basement peeking his head up and you only see his eyes and his forehead, but his eyes are as wide as possible. So if you watch the film, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. And I'll definitely mention it later when I talk about some of the way this stuff was filmed. I said, yo, the shot of the basement dweller guy in Parasite peeking over the last step of the stairs, the stairs scared me so bad. LOL. <laughs> WTF. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that got me, uh, when I first saw it. So I was just like, like that. That was a hard thing to shake from my my brain, <laughs> and uh, I'm it's still kind of like. And eventually, I got past it. Like there are some things from like Midsummer last week that are still kind of floating around in there, and I still think yeah. about. Okay, so the scene in Parasite with the guy peeking over the top of the steps, and the scene in Midsummer where the two parents are sitting on the couch, and it's when she's having the bad trip. Yeah, and she goes to sleep. And the two parents are sitting on the couch and the daughter that killed herself is sitting on the couch with her, with the parents and they're both asleep and she's awake and there's like the flashing red and light, red and blue lights. And then she just slowly looks over at the camera and stares at you. Yeah. And then it kind of goes black for a second and then it comes back and she's still staring at the camera, but it's closer. Yeah. Very simple. Those, both of those scenes really creepy. Yeah. Me out. It's, it's the very unsettling. Yeah. And that's what a lot of, this movie actually kind of that's how it hit me is a lot of it was unsettling at least the second half so i'm i'm gonna get into uh, some of the other topics were you aware of this movie before you saw it yeah i mean 
it won a bunch of Oscars, uh-huh. and it was all over Twitter. And the guys from We Hate Movies are movie writers. Yeah. Um, and a couple of them had written pieces on Parasite. Yeah. Because it's just not a movie that wins at the Oscars. Yeah. Super often. Yeah, not all. yeah, not often that a foreign film will go and win the biggest awards. Like, yeah, not crazy. only a foreign film, but a foreign film that dips into like suspense and horror. Yeah, like that stuff just doesn't win. Yeah, it usually uh, it's never like does. it's it's right up it's right up there with like comedy. It just doesn't. Yeah, it it doesn't matter what the movie is. It's just not going to win because it's comedy or horror. So yeah, I had not watched it i had it was on my like i need to watch list that i just keep in my head yeah Um, we all have those (laughs) but it's it's a it's pretty long and i knew it was all in subtitles so i needed a time where i could just sit down and focus on it yeah because i was gonna have to be reading because they're speaking korean the whole time yeah um so i wanted to be able to sit down and not have any distractions going on so when you suggested it i mean that's what i do i block off a two hours in a day to watch the movie that we ta- are going to talk about uh-huh. so I can, and then, you know, no, write notes with it and stuff. Yeah. And it can pause and keep going and things. Yeah. Um, so I was aware of it. I just hadn't watched it because I didn't have a time where I could, where I felt like I could sit down and focus on this type of movie. Uh huh. And did you like this movie and were you expecting it to be what it was? I did like it. I mean, you could, like, I, you know, I had seen those A24 movies yeah. and things like that. So I'd seen the preview, and you can tell just kind of by the way it's shot and the kind of art that went alongside of the movie. Um, like, I think the poster has them all standing and sitting on the lawn, and there's, their eyes are scratched out. Yeah. Or there's, like, something blocking their eyes. Yeah. And it's, kind of in like a matte looking drab colors so i was kind of expecting a suspenseful thriller movie and just from what i'd seen on social media you know and i knew it was about classism yeah um, and the contrast between extremely wealthy people and the uh extremely poor demographic of the same type of area yeah in a a place so it was pretty much exactly what i was expecting it was still really good i enjoyed it Oh, good. Okay. Um, so it was a good movie. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. Like, your initial text that you sent me, like, when you were talking about, about it, I was just like, ah, I hopefully hopefully he likes this movie and is able to disengage a little bit. But yeah, I'm glad you did. So, and, um, I mean, I guess we can start getting into problems and dislikes. Because, I mean, I have things where I, I, I just, I just don't like about the story. Not particularly, like, with the way it was done, but just, just the story itself or the character's decisions. Like I wouldn't have made this decision. So, I mean, do you have any? Yeah. Go, well, you go ahead and kick us off. Okay. So, I mean, I only have, I only have, I don't really have any. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So I have a ton, not a ton of, I have, I mean, I have a pretty good list of everything. I have dislikes, likes, and observations that we'll go through. And first of all, actually, before we get into this, I'm just going to read the definition of parasite that I found. It says a parasite is an organism that lives on or in a host organism and gets its food from or at the expense of its host. And I'm like, okay, that definitely kind of tracks. So my first dislike. Merriam-Webster says a wedding is the fusion of two metals. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So my first dislike is like I can only imagine what men – Min's reaction to his friend ruining his gig when after, you know, because Min is the friend that gives, I'll just call him Kevin from here on out because I won't be able to pronounce his his actual Korean name. And, you know, you know, because Min told his friend, he's like, I love this family and I even like this girl, but I'm not pushing, pursuing anything until she's of age. And then I would only imagine his reaction when he comes back to see that A, the family's gone B, the dad got murdered by his friend's dad. And then it's just, and then his friend, you know, ah, gosh, it just makes him uh, move on. His highway, highway robbery, dude. Yeah. That was, yeah, he, he, he robbed the train on that one. Seriously. On like the second lesson. <laughs> I mean, robbed the cradle, really. That girl seemed uh, very young. Yeah. Well, she was a sophomore in high school at that time. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. They were just like, okay. Yikes for men too. Seriously, oh, you're, yeah. going to, you're going to university. Date someone your own age. Seriously, I have one that kind of stacks upon it later on when the family goes on the camping trip and you have everybody sitting in the living room. Kevin says, 
He quotes Min word for word, says, when she enters university, I'll officially ask her out. Seriously. And I'm just like, using the same line his friend Mid said to him. It's just like, bro. It's like, you straight up steal. It's, oh, you you weren't on an episode. It was when we watched um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like, Elijah Wood's character was taking Jim Carrey's character's lines and using it on his, on Jim Carrey's ex and stuff. It's just like, yeah. oh, scumbag. Yeah. Uh, anyways, go on. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, what I said, um, like I said, I didn't have m- many issues at all uh-huh. that I wrote down. Uh, I just said I didn't really have any problems. I said uber uber wealthy people deserve to be grifted by these poor people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I think the people the people I felt the worst for was I even wrote this down. They even target the driver guy. Yeah, he, the driver and the the maid who ended yeah. up being nuts as well. Yeah. But um, she was she was fine though. Like she 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 acted fine and stuff. She just had a secret that was yeah not known about. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I have a dear friend. His name is Patrick. If he listens to this episode, shout out Patrick. Uh, but the last time I saw him, he spent the whole time saying "eat the rich" anytime he possibly could. Oh so yeah, <laughs> I uh, I feel the same way. So these poor people getting in and seeing an opportunity to grift these dumb rich people. Yeah. I mean, the wife is really the one that's clueless. The husband's just not around. But Yeah, he's just kind of dismissive. Like, he, he's smart because he owns a tech company, but... Yeah, she's very uh, easy to manipulate, yeah. so she doesn't really... She just has the credit card. Yeah, um, I, I do feel bad for her, though, that she's... Yeah, she's... Yeah, but, like, the, the, rich, uh, the rich husband... Nah, man, he, he deserves to be grifted. Oh, yeah. Uh, give Especially, all your money to these poor people. Like, when they're talking in the car, where Mr. Park is in the car with the dad of uh, the family, and he says, like, oh, good thing you love your wife. And he's like, we'll call it love. And it's just like, the poor woman is being taken advantage of by everybody. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It's just like, you know, she's just too dumb to realize it. And I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. That dude deserved to get gutted at the end. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Gosh. Oh, I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this and spoiler alert, obviously. Uh, did you have any more, like, dislike things? Not really. I mean, what you, I mean I'm sure when you're going over with yours, I'll agree with yeah. them because um, like the one with the, you know, he's tutoring this sophomore in high school and also like grooming her. That's disgusting. Yeah, it is. So it's, that it's is a horrible. Um, uh, but go ahead. I had a cup. I had also two. my very last dislikes are about the mom of the family, not the rich lady, but the poor family. She's like, Right after she said, if I had all this money, I'd be nice, even nicer. And then, like, aggressively pushes one of the little dogs away. And yeah. it's just like, and then I don't Kicks like how. Lady down the stairs. Yeah. I don't like how she gets all uppity and strict and super mean when she sees the husband down below hiding in stuff. Like, she, she just lost all of her empathy when she got that job, or maybe she never had it. But basically, she sees people that were basically in a similar situation to them and just wants to throw them out because you know, for reasons. Yeah. Cause it is uh, a danger f- uh, for, for them to lose the income yeah. that she has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But then she did the same thing to this maid and her husband. It's just like, yeah. I mean the whole, the whole movie is that wealth is poisonous. E- exactly. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, they definitely, sh- they definitely show that, um, with the, the mom of the family, the well go ahead yeah so that that was it for that for that whole dislike section like a lot of mine kind of doubling up on other various things Mm -hmm. and um so we can move on to so i have two more categories i have likes instead of like i have some favorite lines but i have lots like parts i liked and then i have a kind of a longer section i called observations that are just kind of about the plot and stuff and then we'll talk about those so do you have anything that you liked about it yeah, so the uh, when they fire, when they fire the the maid. First of all, faking her having tuberculosis is yeah. very funny. It was very um, devious how they did it. I mean, it's smart. Yeah. They are crazy they just, con people. They were just dropping pa- a peach powder on her and yeah. the the napkin she was hacking, and he poured hot sauce uh, on to it. show just blood. Like, 
held it up and turned it around like, yep, it's tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the, you know, the, I don't, I guess it was, would have been Mr. Park said that the, you know, the, the maid was, she was a nice lady and they never, she know, never crossed the line. She never crossed the line, blah, blah, blah. She ate enough for two, but she, you know, she, with the work that she does, it's probably, you know, it's just all, she just burns a lot of, uh, you know, and needs a lot of food. Yeah. And it, I missed it. I didn't connect it, but it's because she has her husband. Yeah. 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 So, Cause, so like, that's the thing about him is that he's smart and notices stuff because when they find the underwear in the driver's car, they're like, well, the driver's kind of scummy, but then they're just like, but what about the girl? We don't really know the most about her either. What about, what if she has problems too, you know? But then yeah. they start to, you know, then she just denies everything and making herself look way more innocent. So like yeah. he is smart, but he's also just kind of, he doesn't care as much. He's detached. So um, I like hey, to book s- smart, book smart, not street smart. Exactly. And then, uh, let's see, I liked the cinematography in this movie. I liked the way it sets the tones and kind of how the shots kind of can set a, I guess, a tone. Um, Like at the beginning, when Kevin is walking to the house in an interview, like all of those shots where he's walking up to it, he's like way far in the background. Like when he could have been closer just to kind of show how small he is in a big world, you know, like yeah. in the rich people, like he is the small guy there now Yeah. versus like, yeah, that's just something I noticed. And then did you have any, any others? Uh, the, when the parks go camping the way that, so they're all drinking and having fun together. Yeah. Um, in the house and then the doorbell rings, obviously. Yeah. And first of all, everyone's had that unexpected knock at the door or whatever. That's scary in and of itself. Yeah. And the way they shot it through that that uh, home security system doorbell. Mm-hmm. So those 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 doorbells have like fisheye lens effects, so you get wider shots. So they kind of yeah. make you look funny, anyways. But the way she was the the it ends up being the former maid. Yeah. And she's you know the way she's just disheveled and it's raining outside. Um, and she's disheveled and looks like she's been beaten up. It's it's she the had, allergies from the peaches that just screwed up her is face. It, is it? I didn't, yeah. didn't catch that. It, I thought it looked like she'd been uh, like beaten up. But she's like laughing, crying. She's just in like general mania. She's yeah, hyster- hysterical. Um, trying to get them to open the door. Yeah. And they're all, well, one of them says that's not part of the plan. I think it's the son that says yeah. this is not part of the plan. Uh, and to just get rid of her, but they end up letting her in. But that whole scene where she's speaking in the camera on the doorbell thing is very tense. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it feels bad, obviously yeah. it's supposed to, but yeah, I like the way that was shot. And then another genuinely creepy, this is where I could say, so I knew it had like some horror elements in it mm-hmm. when I was watching this movie. Um, and right before it was before this, that they did the ghost, thing they go down into the basement and she turns the corner and she's up pushing against the wall against that thing yeah at first i didn't realize what she was doing and i was like yeah. thinking like oh no she's like possessed or something and that this is where this movie's gonna go yeah um but then she just and then they go just down into these like down these creepy stairwells over yeah. and over and over and then there's just a dude down there i thought it was about to get into some like weird um like religious like uh worship of some pagan something or a demon spirit or something um so that whole was generally creepy yeah uh, at f- and then they kind of explain what's going on that he's just in trouble with the law or some people with loan sharks and, yeah they just keep him down there yeah so he does, they can't find him yeah so, so i like that and then i got so that scene where she's just like and then she pulls out the, the little tray and that lady just face plants on the bench and then falls on the ground. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just felt bad for that maid. You know, her yeah. face is already all screwed up from all the peaches and then... Ooh, gosh. And then uh, I wrote, I like how Jessica is very firm and strict with her rules. She was the art teacher. She's the sister. 
and doesn't yeah. care about being that way to the parents and the housekeeper. And she's just like, you know, that's her character that she's playing for that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm, it's, it was nice that she stuck to it. I just like, that's interesting. Yeah. And she's very, the whole time, you know, she's very put together and strict with that stuff. And then when their house is flooding, um, because of the rain, uh, and the toilet in the bathroom is just erupting and she can't get it to stop. And she just is sitting on the top of the toilet with smoking while it's just erupting. Yeah. Um, is very contrasting of what her character was being played as before, where she's very controlling and in control of the situation. And then this situation, their house is filling up with water and the toilets erupting and there's nothing that she can do to help it. So she's just given up. She's just smoking on top of the toilet. That was that was a cool scene. You know what was also interesting about that part? Cause that was after they that was after they lock those other two in the basement and the old maid is like throwing up in the toilet down there from, you know, having a concussion and getting peaches shoved in her face. So as she's vomiting in the toilet, it cuts back to them being in their basement house and then just crap coming out of their toilet or something like that. Yeah. Like as a way of like um, speaking of the concussion, the scene of the mom kicking. So they, they show they show at the first of the movie the picture of the mom being like this Olympian athlete yeah. throwing that weight. Yeah. And then they show her doing it in the yard earlier. And breaking somebody's but they, window. But they don't really like lean into like you understanding how strong athletes like that are. Yeah. And then she just casually mule kicked that lady down the stairs with no, I mean, it was just like a, she was just kept, it was like in stride stepping. And that lady, (laughs) she falls down the stairs and just against that, that wall. Yeah. And she's bleeding and, and Mr. Kim goes down there and he's trying to move her and he touches back behind her head and then puts his hand up next to her. She's still breathing. He just was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's dead, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... and, then, and then she ends up <laughs> succumbing to those injuries and dying after that yeah. anyway. Yeah, driving her husband insane who's stuck he, down there. Yeah, he, I mean, he was her. already kind of insane, but he that broke him all the way. Yeah. Um, I really liked when they were hiring the dad as a driver. Mr. Park was in the backseat using his coffee as a test for like, he's like, Oh, your cornering is very good. And yeah. it's just in this old, uh, Japanese anime that I watched called initial D it's about street racing and drift racing. Um, the, the dad who was teaching his son how to drift would use a cup of water and like fill it up pretty high to test whether his son's drifting ability is actually stable. I don't know. That's, just, fuck... how, that's just how everyone drives in Japan. It is. <laughs> they just have <laughs> open cups of water to make sure they don't spill. They're just cornering. all, they're just all drifting all the time. Yeah. And then I also, that's what, that's what the fast and the furious Tokyo drift led me to believe anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I, I wrote down the scene of, so the little son is obsessed with native Americans. So he's goes out into the backyard into, he puts up that little teepee when it's raining Mm -hmm. and the, the family, the husband and wife decide to sleep down on the couch and have that real awkward thing <laughs> yeah. that they do. <laughs> Fondling moment. But before that, they're talking about how Mr. He's talking about how Mr. Park smells. Oh yeah. And you can just, I don't know what the actor's name is, but the guy that plays Mr. Park um, without, I mean, they all have their eyes closed under that, but you could still see he's having to hear this said about him in front of his kids. Um, and, the shame you could you could feel his shame yeah just on really, his deadpan face you can just see yeah it. you when you hear and listen to this rich asshole talk about how bad this poor person stinks yeah um which again at the end i didn't feel anything about that uh mr park getting killed just yeah. because he was such a jerk the whole movie yeah um and this i, mean, I guess it's supposed to be that way yeah um in a way you would hope that you would still feel something for someone getting murdered, but, um, you know, he picks up that knife and stabs him in the chest and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, damn. But yeah. Um, and then them having to crawl out the house like cockroaches, oh, which is what they were talking about when Mr. Kim acts like he's going to punch his wife and then they all start laughing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those two scenes were really cool. So, 
on that note about the smell, there's an earlier scene where the, the kid was able to, like, he smelled the new driver, and then he smells the housekeeper. And he's like, they yeah. smell just like, what's her, Jessica? Like, he almost blows the operation on the whole thing because they all smell the same because they're all using the same, you know, laundry detergent and whatnot. But I thought that was interesting. That kid is pretty yeah. smart for having, you know, and, you know, he's got, like, probably ADD or something like that. Oh, and then speaking of the kid, I really like, so this is the, the shot that sets up the creepiest part of the movie of the guy sticking his head over the stairs. The shot where the housekeeper and the mom are talking at the table, and then it pans down, you see the fridge open behind her, and then it pans down to see the lit birthday cake, and then it cuts back, and then the ki- the son is sitting on the ground eating the cake and then looks over and sees the guy's eyes, you know, and head just <laughs> that creepy face. But just the way they set that up, I'm just like, dang, that's actually really cool. That shot really reminded me of like when, you know, the Japanese horror was very popular in the early 2000s, like the grudge and stuff. Yeah. They did a lot of that like wide eyed, like, like struggling looking face. Yeah. In those movies. It's just a very creepy. Very intense. Just, that's I mean, that's what Japanese, the Jap- a lot of Japanese horror uses that anyways. And it's just kind of like a trademark of that style of, of filmmaking with the horror. Um so to see it in this movie was yeah it was very creepy, mm-hmm. uh, and I I wasn't totally expecting like just that I f- I felt like it was going to be a high tension movie the whole time but I didn't expect like that style of like uh, Japanese Eastern style horror in this mm-hmm. movie it was very cool I mean this whole movie throughout this movie you could see Mr Kim being pushed through closer and closer to like a violent outbreak he gets that deadpan face anytime he's having to do something. Um, when the their apartment gets fogged because he wants free extermination, <laughs> yeah, uh, and everyone else is coughing and he's just watching that YouTube video and just putting those Fold pizza those boxes, boxes together. Yeah. Um, and then he's when he's play fighting with his wife, she's talking about how they're like cockroaches and stuff, and he gets mad and then acts like he's gonna hit her, and then they both start laughing. Yeah, and then the driving the wife in the car and taking her around grocery shopping and the wife saying things like, we're going to get day, we're going to get daytime drunk and don't bring any presents, but they're obviously going to bring presents. Yeah. And it's like this, this and this. And he notices her roll down the window and cover her nose when they're driving. And that's when he, yeah, is, you know, he's just getting pushed further and further and further away until it kind of culminates in, obviously they don't know that Jessica is his daughter. Yeah. But, she gets stabbed and Mr. Park doesn't care about anybody except for his son who's just passed out. Yeah, he just fainted, yeah. There's a, a woman stabbed on the ground, bleeding out, and he, you know, Mr. Kim throws the keys because he's not obviously going to go. And they fall under the the husband from the basement. And yeah. when he lifts him up, he, like, covers his nose and acts like he's going to puke. Yeah. Um, just because it's a poor person. Yeah. Um, so it's just the whole movie is pushing Mr. Kim to that point where he stabs Mr. Park in the chest. Yeah. And it's just very well done. You can you can see it. You really felt it mm-hmm. when you're watching it. It was interesting. Yeah. And then for my last uh, like part, I said my favorite scene is when they escape the house and they have to run home in the pouring rain because mostly it's you can see it as kind of a, um, an analogy for their status. Like, they have to run down a hill, down all these stairs, down, down, down into their half basement house. You know, it's just like it's just that's cr- flooding. It's that's flooding, flooding and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's that's just where all the nasty sewer goes. Yeah, and that was all pretty much just sewer water that they were just sitting in. And it's just like it just it's it's if if you didn't notice the class the classism in this, that scene shows it that. Mm-hmm. you know, of how far they had to climb just to, you know, be yeah, at that the, level. You know, the lower level you get, the closer the house is and the smaller the houses get. Yep. Uh, to where when you're up at the at the park's house, everything is huge and spacious. Spaced out. And, and you can you feel like you can breathe. And yeah. then as you go down, everything gets more claustrophobic. And that's the same with the, with the, the stairway down to the basement. Yeah, yeah. They, the way they shoot that, it makes you feel like you, you're in a tight space. Yeah. They don't shoot it 
if it were you feel like you have room to move it's very tight and like it's in a vacuum type of thing yeah and you get down there and everything's really cramped and dark and nasty yeah that's um, a good point so yeah i mean the obviously the imagery is is in your face the whole time yeah and then the last like that i had was the scene at the end so they they the dad kills mr park right and then mm-hmm. he runs off the son's been knocked in the head with that fake rock the daughter's dead the the son gets like uh like uh he's been hit with the joker serum yeah uh, he's recovered he from his brain it. surgery so yeah. he's laughing he at everything it's laughs at everything um and then he real he, you know he goes and visits that house up in the he's up in the mountains he hikes up in the mountains and he's yeah. just looking for his dad and then he notices that the light is flashing. Yeah. And he ri- he writes the Morse code down, gets his dad's letter, and then he goes back and writes the letter back to his dad. And as he's writing the letter, the movie is showing you him going to school and then buying the house. And he says, you know, whenever I'm going to make a bunch of money and then you can just walk out of the basement and no one will ever know you're here. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it really makes you feel like you're watching this movie progress into the future. And uh. then it cuts back to he's just writing the letter to his dad and reinforcing the message that this kid doesn't understand that that type of wealth is not something that you can just go into you have to be born into it and that sort of thing so i just really i liked that part i thought that part was very beautiful at the end even though it's sad how it's how it was written it was very warm feeling because this movie towards the end obviously feels very cold and it's tension filled and you just feel like you can't breathe the whole time. And then they they show this very warm thing. His mom's in the yard working. And then the dad comes out of the basement and it's like the sunset is happening yeah. in that beautiful backyard with that wide window and everything. And then all of a sudden, bam, he's back in the basement yeah. of that, of that house that they were in in the first of the movie, writing that letter to his dad and nothing, none of that had hap- actually happened. Yeah. And that actually kind of goes in with my fun facts, and I'll just kind of let that out right now. Is that so? That ending is just another one of Kevin's hopeful fantasies, because you know he talks about like, oh yeah, I fantasize about my future, you know, or what about you know? Because they talk when they're all in the living room, kind of drinking and having dinner, you know, he's talking about a potential future with the daughter, and you know he's a daydreamer, and so that was just a daydream or a hopeful fantasy and stuff. It's just like, and. And even and then the director even said even if he did ever somehow afford to buy that house, the dad would still never be able to leave the house itself because he would be arrested for yeah. murder and stuff. So he'd still want it. It's just you know it's still a different you know he's still imprisoned, but it's still different. But yeah, never truly get that freedom. But that does it for my likes. Yeah, that was all I had as well. All right, so I made a separate category for this movie called observations that kind of don't really fit into either one just cause I mean, they're just things about the movie. Um, my first one is in regards to the different characters, parasite can mean different things like the rich, the rich people would, especially Mr. Park would think that the lower class people are like the cockroaches. Like they're the parasites, you know, especially in a literal sense that they kind of are, they're attaching themselves to them and using them for their money or their food and whatnot. And then the poor people will also think, you know, or the, the Kim family are like, oh, the rich people are parasites, so they're taking money from everything and not using it, so it's okay if we take it from them, which is a little bit more okay with me. I'm definitely okay with yeah. money that's not being ever, that's never ever going to be used going to people who need it. But then they also would think, that the poorer people like the guy living in the basement are parasites to them because they're encroaching or, you know, they kicked out the housekeeper and then the housekeeper's trying to come back with, you know, and get the, you know, treat the husband. Right. And so, yeah. So like parasitic war, you know, they're like, this is our host family. You get out. So yeah, they're all fighting. They're all fighting over the one fat calf. Yeah. They're all a bunch of ticks fighting over the one fat calf. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just going to read through the rest of these. And then I said, at the beginning, you can see the brother and sister's manipulative tactics when they try to gaslight the pizza lady against her part-timer. Like, they just straight up lie to her about this guy. That Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and I didn't notice that the very first time I watched it because I'm just like, oh, they're just trying to get a job. But then you start to see that they're a whole family of, 
manipulators and gaslighters. That's all they do the whole movie until like, you know, later on. Yeah. That's what is that meme question? What's a, what's something considered trashy if you're poor, but, but classy if you're rich, like what they're doing, what they're doing is very much one of those things where it's, if you're doing it and you're poor, um, it's trashy and manipulative and you shouldn't do it. But rich people do it all the time oh, to, yeah. to get in with their, get to get their money from yeah, you. Exactly. Um, so it's a classy thing to do if you are, if you, if you got wealthy. the money. Yeah. So that was something I thought was interesting. And then I just like, it's interesting how clever this family is within a matter of weeks, they get the whole family working for the rich people. And part of me wonders yeah. what else could they be doing? They're so smart. Yeah, that's, that's one thing now that I think about it, it doesn't make much sense because when when you think of a poorer family, the stigma of they're not going to be as educated yeah. or whatever comes along with it. And the fact that all of these people are very critical thinkers and are very good at uh, manipulation and getting what they want makes me think that they could probably be doing this to a level where they're not living in this place that they yeah. are at and could have elevated themselves to a higher form of society. I don't know if it's just something that they didn't realize they could do on a grander scale, which means, which could turn back to, they're just not, they're not informed enough to understand how they could use their, uh, uh, use their skills that they have at a grander scale Yeah. versus they do know it. They just don't do it. So I think, I think it's from what I'm, what I thought about, um, is that they just don't ha- know how to do it to like a like a mass to get in with the you have to have an in with the rich people anyway so yeah. the in was men yeah um, and they and faked they might not they might not just had that before yeah um, and they even faked Kevin's credentials they gave him a fake bachelor's degree yeah she, yeah and yeah the, why couldn't they do the, that before for anything the else? daughter is like yeah the daughter is like this professional graphic designer yeah um and she's able to make documents and as you see, the wife is like, I don't really care about the document. So she just barely glanced at him. So any trained eye that could see that they're forged yeah. um, will probably notice. But she didn't care. She was just looking for babysitters for her kids, essentially. Yeah. And then, let's see, I wrote, throughout the movie, as they make more money, their foods get fancier and bigger. Like, that's something I noticed. I read on something that in Korea that dessert, that uh, fruit is considered a luxury item and that that's, and that served as dessert a lot of times. So that's why mm-hmm. they, they use the fruit as like they're like the kids are getting the fruit all the time. Yeah. As like in, 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 in that culture, fruit is more of like a luxury dessert item. Yeah. Uh, rather than like a common snack item that you would see like over here. Yeah. Um, so it's just another illustration of the gratuitous amount of wealth that the parks have versus the the Kims who are like eating Cheetos and ramen in yeah. the basement. And let's see, what else did I have? Um, yeah, we already talked about the creepy husband and going crazy after he's watching his wife die. Uh, Dude, I liked it. I liked the look of it when he came out of the 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 basement. I guess it would be quote-unquote character design but the way they did the blood on his face yeah uh, made him look like a crazy alien monster it was sick i really yeah. liked it what'd you think of how unsettled were you when you're watching him just slam his head against the light switch over and over yeah there's a scene again where this is paralleling with like the ari aster horror movies there's a scene in hereditary when the movie is kind of like climaxing towards the end uh-huh. um, and the mom has been possessed by whatever the demon payment, I guess. Um, and she's chasing the older son around who they're trying. The cult is trying to get payment. Payment requires a young, healthy male host. So payment was born into Charlie, who was a girl. And then Charlie is killed in the movie, uh-huh. um, releasing payment into the family. Uh, and then towards the end, after the psychological breakdown of Tony Collette's character, Payman is finally able to take her over to get to the final stages of getting to the sun. And there's a part where, you know, they have to, Payman has to break you down mentally mm-hmm. and physically to make you susceptible to him. And there's a part where she's chasing him around at the house at the end. 
and he goes up into the attic and shuts the attic door and she's like suction cupped up against the attic door mm-hmm. and she's like pounding her head up she's like hanging on the ceiling pounding her head and stuff on that on that entryway to the the thing and it's very very similar to the guy just pounding his head on that thing yeah. trying to get that morse code out yeah so the uh, that thing was very unsettling for me then I said, Kevin is lucky to be alive after getting smashed in the head with his heavy Susiak or the Scholar's Rock. Because, I mean, yeah. they show you many times how heavy that thing is that Kevin can also, barely even lift it. It also floats in the water. So I was reading that it's not that someone had speculated on Reddit that it was like it was fake. It wasn't real. I think it because was because when, when he that's what they were talking about when he drops it down the the stairs it sounds like a rock but yeah. then it's floating it's floating in the water during the flood and if it was a heavy rock it wouldn't do that yeah because so they established earlier when he's going to deal with the drunk guy pissing he picks it up and has a hard time carrying it yeah they so i don't it's decently heavy i don't they kind of are, are kind of vague with that okay. like i don't yeah. know so because it's it's definitely it's like floating at the top of that water yeah and there's no way a rock would float in even in sewer water yeah so. i mean it's possible the the buoyancy properties of that was different but i'm not a scientist so it's possible, the it's possible that the scientific properties <laughs> of this rock would just made it float more in the water <laughs> <laughs> And then I just said, my last observation was, it is pure irony or just, you know, universal punishment for Mr. Kim, the dad, was the one who was forced to live in the basement, you know, right after, you know, earlier that day, he was sitting there saying, telling the other guy who was living there, this is not a way to live. Why would you, you know, this isn't, this isn't really that great, you know? So after he was telling the guy who was living down there for four years, like, this isn't a great way to live. And he ends up having to be the one who lives down there for who knows how long. Yeah. So that was my last observation. Yeah. And stuff. So let's move on. Would you recommend this to a friend? Sure. Uh, It's a very well shot movie. So if you enjoy that type of thing, artsy uh, movies, I know there were, there's a lot of long panning shots in this and, framing of of shots to divide the characters um in the in the scenes from other characters and things like that the the approach that they use to filming things to make it just more unsettling it's got all that type of stuff so if you appreciate that type of filmmaking it's a very good movie you know it won like four oscars including best picture so and yeah. this is one of the best picture movies that I've seen that I at the end of it I thought yeah that movie deserved to win against the field that year yeah there's been a few times I've watched best picture movies and I'm just like okay, how did this yeah. win yeah exactly yeah. Uh, and then it also won a few other ones I don't know what they were I have a list of a few but we'll we'll get to that but later. also if you're not into subtitle movies it's probably a turn off because yeah. this is um they're speaking in korean the whole time there's a couple of times where they speak in english just like for two or three words a couple of phrases yeah yeah um but it's mostly i mean it's 99.9 percent in korean yeah so if you're not into reading subtitles probably not for you i i agree watch all my all tv with subtitles anyways yeah because again i live in an apartment and my upstairs neighbors stomp on the ground if my (laughs) volume's too loud it was. I mean, yeah, I would recommend it to people. Yeah, same I recommended here. it. I recommended it to my mom and Greg yesterday when I was at their house. So yeah, yeah. Like if someone's just you know, in, interested in something that's remotely scary or whatever, or or just a good film, I recommended this one for sure. Like, cause I I kind of knew what I was getting into when I first saw it. I'm like, I know this is gonna be a little bit scary, but I heard it's a really good movie, so I'm like, I'm gonna watch it anyway. So all right. Rewatchability. It's a hard sell for me. I don't think I would. I don't think it has much rewatchability uh-huh. unless you're like going into just because you like the filmmaking or you're going in to try to catch foreshadowing. Yeah. I know where people really love to do that or things that you might have missed. Yeah. Like none of y'all saw the sister in the trees in Midsummer last yep. week. Uh, there's just stuff like that in all these types of movies. Oh, where yeah. It takes a couple of watches to catch things. To, yeah, to see it all. So I could see rewatching it for that, but this movie is pretty long. Yep. Um, 
it's very uneasy and tense and, and stuff. So I would say it's a hard sell for me to say that I would rewatch it. It's just not something that you would like, oh, I have a free evening. I'm going to yeah. watch Parasite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same. I would watch it if somebody's like, hey, I'm going to watch this. You want to watch it? I'm like, sure thing. Like, that's my stipulations usually with Midsummer. Like, if someone, if I'm just around someone, they're like, have you seen this? And I'm saying, like, yeah, well, we're about to watch it. And if I don't have anything better to do, I was like, yeah, I'll sit and watch it. I don't care. Um, But, yeah, I probably just wouldn't watch it by myself again. And then, I guess, uh, does it hold up in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, Probably even more so with how much wealth the billionaires in the United States have garnered over the past year because of COVID and how much wealth we as working class people have lost in the last year because of COVID. Yeah. I would say that this, uh, and then if you throw on top of the stock market stuff that's been going on just this week, (laughs) stonks. Yeah. Where, you know, they skyrocketed, uh, GameStop and <laughs> AMC, a bunch Black of billionaires Bay. launched a lost a bunch of money. Oh man! And Love then it. the billionaire the billionaire class stockbroker world did everything in their power to try to shut off the, the the ability for people like us to do that. Yeah. So you know it's a free market. It's a free market. It's a free market until people that aren't supposed to be playing with it play with it and make a bunch of money and now it's not so cool that it's a free market anymore. yeah i know right so yeah i would say this movie holds up probably better now yeah in 2021 than it does in I 2019 mean, coming out in 2019 so, yeah i agree yeah. actually so i only have a few fun facts there was a lot but i didn't want to you know take a bunch we don't need to stretch this episode out too much but uh um so we already talked about the ending that the director even confirmed that the the thing was just hypothetical. It was a daydream. He may never, ever get to um, buy the house. But he also says that, or the, the actor who played him, who played Kevin, he said, you know, maybe he could even just, you know, somehow sneak into the German family and sneak uh, German family's house and sneak his dad out. But we don't, that, that's just the hypothetical just gotta, from the actor. Just got to put a bunch of beer and sausages in the backyard and then, that's, and then go down there and just sneak and get yeah, your dad out. Bait a little trap. Um, but it is the first Korean film to be nominated for best picture at the Academy Awards. Not, and usually a film like this would just be, uh, nominated for best international, international feature film, which it also was. It went on to win best picture just overall. And then it won best director and best original screenplay and best international feature film, which is crazy that won all of those. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, I remember just reading a bunch of like just annoying internet troll nerds being upset that a foreign film won, you know, at the Academy Awards over something like the Joker or something, whatever that movie was. <laughs> Fucking neckbeard losers. Yes, what that's, the that's exactly it. Like people were like, the Joker was a better movie. It's like, no, come on, dude. Keywoods or Kevin's job yeah. at, at the, as an at home tutor was chosen because Director Bong Joon-ho realized that, sadly, the job is the only way that families from two extreme ends of the class spectrum in modern in a modern-day setting, South Korea, can cross paths convincingly in a story arc. Yeah, I really like how they did that. That was really smart. I also wrote down that the park's house set in the film to be designed by a fictional architect named Namgoon Hyonja. Yeah, probably totally trashed that. It's okay. But the set, the set was built completely from scratch. Yeah, it wasn't and the actual house and the outer floor, it, when when they're outside, the second floor is CGI. Okay, so they the thing went on to say that Bong Joon Ho did a lot of sketches of basic structures for the rich witch house, which he further revealed that to the with the when the production designer consulted an actual architect to design the house. The architect saw the sketches and said, no idiot would build houses this way. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And then uh, the architect of the park mansion, Nam Goong, shares the same family name as Kong Ho Song, who plays Mr. Kim, um, in Snowpiercer, the movie with Chris Evans. And then uh, Song, who plays Mr. Kim, is a regular member, or he's a regular cast member of Bong Joon-ho's films. 
So they're just two guys who regularly work together. So it's just, yeah, it's just the same. The Namgoon character is repeated from the Snowpiercer film. In an interview with a Korean magazine, Sin Sign 21, director Bong Joon-ho spoke of his experience in filming in a hyper-rich Korean home. He said his hand was literally shook from anxiety when returning a trash can that was used as a prop because the trash can was one of high, the high-tech variety that stayed silent even when the lid was being closed <sighs> and cost as much as $2,500 in the yeah. United States. And he's just like, what? what do people need this for? Yeah, I don't know. And then the film makes several nods to Alfred Hitchcock throughout. The stairs are used as a motive of voyeurism is used as characters watch scenes through windows 14 times, and most obviously there's a brief glimpse of an out-of-place Alfred Hitchcock's collection in the park's home. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think Alfred Hitchcock would really like this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what Psy- Psycho's a classism movie. Yeah. Uh, she steals that money um, from the rich Texas landowner and then gets killed by a person that obviously owns a rundown hotel that doesn't get any business. He doesn't know that she has money uh, when he kills her, but... Uh, it's a, it's got that uh, classism stuff in it as well. Yeah. So, so that was. I mean, I could have kept listing off fun facts, but yeah, I, I have, just keep it I have short. one more. It says the house th- was designed to feature lines that clearly divide the parks and the Kims in the shots. Yeah. So that's cool. But that was the last one that I had. Yeah. Yeah. That that was it for me. I mean, it's going to be a shorter shorter episode. But last week we went extra long, so that's okay. Um, foot long, who's yeah. got the foot long in your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I mean that's it for me. Uh, where can we be found on the social medias? Well, you can find us at Seen This Have You on Twitter. You can find us at the HYST Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you like our show, you can also hop on to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, leave us a little comment. We'll read them. I check them every now and again. Generally, there's not new ones on there, so. but uh, I would like to see. Me and Jake would both like to see more. We're, we're open to suggestions. Anyways, yeah. if you think we could improve or what you do like, what you don't like, just hit us up um, on any social media. We're fine. We're happy to read it, happy to take in your opinion and try to improve the show um also you can find me on twitter and instagram at ethan tyler wilson there's no e in tyler on both of those handles and then for jake you can find him where jake at j-a-e-k spencer on twitter and instagram sweet and then next week we're gonna take a trip to the caribbean sea where great white sharks don't ever go Mm. ever and talk about the thriller jaws the revenge so stay tuned for that until then until then uh you know stay safe wear masks out there it's uh you know it's spooky out there and you know keep it real keep your tips up bro right yeah right jake yep all right so until next time with jaws the revenge uh i'm ethan wilson i'm jake spencer and we'll see you later See ya.